Welcome to the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, free time is guaranteed. Join the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Lula Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler. And I have Jenny along with me. Say hello, Jenny. Hey, everybody. Long time no talk. Yeah, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, last week, we last week just couldn't make it work. I didn't feel the it greatest. Was, it was a crazy weekend last weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't feel the greatest anyway. So, uh, you know, which gives us more to talk about this week. But, uh, since I ended we, up going to a last-minute thing that took up a few hours of our time too. So yeah, yeah you know things happen. Life happens. People understand. When you know somebody from kindergarten all the way through high school, and they write a book, you take the time to go see them. Yeah, so. yeah, you kind of got to. You kind of they were to. they were doing a little book signing. I thought, oh, you know, I gotta go. I've known <clears> this guy <throat> since high school or kindergarten, all the way through high school. So you know. Felt I needed to go and support him in his book. Yes, and that's a good that's that's a good thing. That's a good good thing to support support your friends that you grew up with. Yeah, yeah, but it it, it was kind of a last minute decision too. I dealt, I think I bought tickets like two hours before I was supposed to go. Oops. Spontaneity happens. Yeah. It yeah. Happens. You know, it was a very spontaneous Sunday, but it was fun. It was worth it. I'm glad. And can't wait to start reading his book about Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he co-wrote it. It's not just his book. He co-wrote it. I should clarify that. But oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a mashup <clears> of like <throat> history of Kansas City, and then like the Chiefs football team. So I think it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, it'd be. That, well, I mean, anything sports like that be real, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I really do kind of like reading sports books. I haven't read very many, but I like the ones I've read. And they've mostly been wrestling, so I'm kind of curious to read something non-wrestling. In sports, yeah, the the uh, you know I read Mick Foley. Mick Foley's book was the first wrestling book that I bought. Mick Foley's first Same. book, yeah, amazing book. And, and and you know it's just Mick Foley telling stories in it, which is not a bad thing because Mick Foley is a fantastic storyteller. And, and I need to ring. read his again. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've read it. It's been a long time since I've read it. Yeah. Um, I just restarted reading Edges again recently. But uh, the. Now, I've read a lot. I, I've read a lot of Tom Clancy's novels. You know the, the Jack Ryan novels. I, I read a lot of those. I've never read any of those. Read the older ones. Uh, read the, read the old ones like Hunt for Red October. You, everybody knows the movie Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah, read the yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Read the book. The book is really good. I'm not gonna do that. Start start with it. Yeah, I recommend you start with Hunt for Red, Hunt for Red October. <clears throat> but anyway, we have uh, a lot of a lot a lot a lot to get into. Yes. We're gonna, it's been a, I mean, it's been a, it's been a quiet week, but a weird week. It's been a weird week, you know. Uh, um, well, two weeks. Yeah, I guess. Really. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we since we've got together and we've talked. So we've only missed one episode, but I guess there's been two weeks mm-hmm. of wrestling. So there have been two weeks of wrestling. It's so been, let's rapid fire some of this. Yeah, shit. rapid fire some of it, get it out of the way, so that way we can get to the good stuff we got planned today. Ace Steel was fired again from AEW. <laughs> so I guess with Punk gone, he's gone. What a shit show that was. God. Gable Stevenson has been removed from the NXT roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's only because he's going back to the Olympics. Maybe. I don't know. 
maybe you know I, I I'm sure we won't see the last of him. They've invested a lot in him to just let him go. Let's let him go away. Unless things just weren't working, but right. I don't. Know, I haven't really been following up too much on all that. <clears throat> uh, Becky was not allowed to go to India because there was a tear in her passport. That's wild. This is something how little little thing like that to keep you from traveling. Right. I, I was having a long conversation about this with a friend of mine who I think she works for a maybe one of the airline companies or something where she like arranges people's flights or something like that and she knew all about how picky this one particular airline is about any flaws to your passport. I've never had a passport so I don't know all of it but I'm just you know my brain I just couldn't wrap around the fact that like you know, just because it's torn, I feel like that. I feel like a perfect passport would look more fake than one that's been used and loved. Right. But that's just, my brain just can't process it. But uh, but uh, and then coming off that same trip, Riddle was claiming that he was sexually assaulted by a Port Authority officer at JFK, which then it turns out that he was just drunk and disorderly. Oh well. At the airport. Surprise! Surprise! So he's, I think, in a little bit of trouble again. Uh, we are now officially in the Endeavor era of WWE. Yeah, let's get Last into week. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. So Nick Khan is the new C is the new CEO. Uh, I don't remember what, or, the or, now. what title is he now. I know he used he has Vince's old job. Right, Vince is little less involved in the company apparently now yes I think Vince is how like much you want on the board buy of Endeavor. Into that. yeah he's on the board of Endeavor now uh, reportedly he's been told to keep his nose out of the out of the uh, entertainment side of it well we'll see right uh, Triple H kept his job as CEO right he's still the head of creative um, let's see He's, yes, he's still the head of creative, has his job. So now yeah. they're the UFC, WWE and UFC parent company. They're all held by a TKO. And you know, we, know, we know that there was a bunch of layoffs the other day within like the office people. Mm -hmm. Apparently and, Dana Warrior. Yeah, Dana Warrior was the big name that got, got let go. It was her and then some other guy that apparently was... Not that good, anyways, of like a person, apparently. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. I recognized it when I read it, but now it's just slipped my mind. Supposedly, supposedly there's some talent cuts coming, too. Mm, I don't know we'll what see. that consists of. I don't know what that consists of. Because I, I, uh, I know Triple H doesn't like just letting talents go. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. I mean, it kind of it kind of worries me for guys like Johnny Gargano who haven't we haven't seen on TV in months. But we'll see where that goes. Nah, Johnny will be fine. Triple H would never get rid of Johnny. Yeah, Johnny is a Johnny is a Triple H favorite for sure. That's it. Triple H is the head of creative still. God, would you just tell me what this man's role is now? I don't know. Nick Khan's important. He's like hey, the top guy now. Yeah, he's the top guy in WWE now. Yeah. Him and somebody else and then Triple H. Yeah. 
But, but apparently the working relationship between Nick Khan and Triple H is really, really good. So Triple H... Yeah, no, I think so, too. Yeah, I so Triple H gets to say and do about whatever he wants to on TV. Which is fine. It's been working. That's the way, it's, that's the way it should be. Yeah, things have been really good here lately, and that's what it should be. Keep the old man out of it. Uh, one of the first things we've seen... Or no... This was before they were officially technically Endeavor. But uh, Nia Jax is back. Yeah. Yeah. That one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Uh, Which doesn't mean to me that's how return should be. Yeah. I don't want them announced three months beforehand. Um, not going to get into it here, but if anybody... Uh, uh, go follow Stevie Richards' YouTube channel. He breaks down that return... He, he breaks down that return beautifully and how actually how bad that return was. Unless you really enjoy the kayfabe side of things. Yeah, unless you really really enjoy the kayfabe side of things, uh, go go uh, go uh, to Stevie Richards' YouTube channel and watch his breakdown of that uh, return. And I think you might be you might be a little shocked with what he said, what he's got to say. You might learn something. It's very educational. So if you want to learn a little something different. I I highly recommend it. Stevie Richards is a super smart dude. Uh, let's see. Jade Cargill is apparently leaving AEW and headed to WWE soon. Yep, she is that, the rumor. That is the that is the word. That is the rumor that she is. Her contract is indeed up with AEW, and she is off to Connecticut. I like Connecticut. I want to go to Connecticut. I miss you, Raven. Anyways. That was my sidebar. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vets are gone from WWE again. Mm -hmm. And apparently there are plans to split the Undisputed Tag Team titles soon. Well, that, that should have happened a long time ago, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I want to go back to Jade. Uh, I want to go back to Jade a minute and how monumental of a flub up that this is for AEW. Jade is... I mean, didn't she just come back to yeah, AEW after yeah, being gone just, for a while? Yeah, she just come back. Jade is a homegrown star, probably their first homegrown star that really could have, you, know, you could really build a, build a women's division around Jade Cargill. And now you're just letting her walk because why? Cause you didn't match WWE's offer. You know, you knew WWE was going to go, going to come calling for this girl. She, she's a, she's a unicorn. You knew WWE was, was going to come calling. That had issues with Tony Khan, or was that somebody else? I think it's somebody else. Okay. As far as I know, Jade didn't have any issues with uh, Tony Khan, but that you know, but there could be issues there. That's why she's going. To w That's why she's leaving for WWE. Other than the fact that she probably got a massive raise, and possibly, yeah. yeah. But I, I just think it's a total gaff on AEW's part to let her just walk away. Just walk. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see like her versus Rhea and different things like uh, that. Rhea and Bianca and Asuka. Uh, Jade is and I think maybe Cody Rhodes had a lot to do with that too. Because Cody's... I mean, that's very possible. Yeah, Cody trained her. So that's right. very possible Cody wielded his influence with Jade to get her to come to WWE. Entirely possible. And then, let's see. 
I'm going to talk about two different things here because it's kind of going to go with the topic. We're going to briefly discuss pulling back the curtain on kayfabe. Mm-hmm. We've had two incidents come about lately of fans filming things that they, you know, quote unquote, weren't supposed to really see. But it's hard to kind of miss these things when you're there live. The first one is Braun Breaker and Von Wagner, that steel step spot from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where, the, you know, they made it sound so devastating they had to cut the screens black and, you know, like he crushed his skull and just was mangled. And... But then someone posted a video from the crowd where you see that Breaker hit the spot pretty good. I think he did get nicked by an edge of the stair a little bit that did cause Wagner to bleed. Because you do see the stretcher shots where he's bloodied and bandaged on his head. Yeah. But it wasn't the complete and total devastation that we were being sold as as they should be selling it. Because when you're watching wrestling, you're supposed to suspend your reality and immerse yourself in the stories like you're watching any other TV show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's clearly, it's a, it's a obviously, I know that these guys aren't really fighting and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're not really stomping on someone's fingers and all that kind of shit that they're, sus- you know, making it look like they're doing. It's play fighting and acting. I know. But it's fun to pretend. You know, because obviously I know that LL Cool J is not really a cop on NCIS Los Angeles. Right. Which I think is canceled now. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Canceled. You know, I know L.O. Cooley's not really a cop. And he's not really shooting people and, you know, driving his cool car. I get it. Oh, he's probably driving the a same cool car. Thing. Well, I mean, I guess he was really driving the cool car, but not in the, like, flipping stunt scenes and stuff right. like that. But that's, it's this, people don't do this with wrestling for whatever reason. They don't treat it like a movie or a TV show where you just follow the actor's story for those couple hours and then move on mm-hmm. and then put yourself back into it the next time you watch a show right for whatever reason i don't know if it's just i, I can't figure out why the whole you know kayfabe window and i know a lot of it's internet social media we know more we see more yeah the internet the internet but, has a lot to do with uh, uh kayfabe being killed right and i just i kind of wish people would get it back because then the other incident is from All In when Joe had thrown Punk through the announce table. While he was under there, he bladed himself. In a very intriguing way, but I get it. He was just kind of poking and stabbing at his forehead. But that's because he doesn't want the forehead of some of these guys from the old days where they're just completely scarred he from slicing. That, he doesn't want that Dusty Rhodes forehead. Right. Slicing's not the way to go anymore, apparently. But, I mean, to me, I think blading in general is just stupid, but that's something we've talked about a thousand times on here. Yep. But, so, you know, there's that that's, you know, pulled the window back that obviously he didn't really get busted open flying through the announce table. No shit. But, I don't know, I just wish more people would suspend their reality and enjoy wrestling as a as if it was any other procedural scripted TV show and just have fun with it again. That's what's wrong with wrestling these days is people aren't having fun with it anymore. They're nitpicking and tearing everything down and just being super serious about all of it. Well, isn't that life in general though? People don't have as much fun as they used to. I mean, that is true too. For whatever reason, excuse me. We've just all become miserable little shits lately. You know, 
I've got a reason to be miserable. Everything's, you know, has gatekeepers and, you know, you can't enjoy this unless you've done this, this, and this. Right. And you really can't be a fan of this because you're not a fan of this. Mm. And, yeah. You know, just fucking have fun, people. My God. Life's too short to take everything seriously. It really is. It really is. Life's too short. But that's why I like this other thing. We're going to do one more little mini topic, and then we're going to get into our big topic for the day. All right. Is our dear little friend, Allie. Uh She sent me a screenshot a couple weeks ago of a theory that someone posted on Facebook, and she saw it and sent it to me, and I really liked it to where I said I was going to discuss it on here. Let me find it so I can read it correctly. If I can find it. Hopefully it's still in our conversation here. Okay. So, after that same night that JD gave Damien the new briefcase, I guess they uploaded a backstage video of Damien showing it off. Yeah. And he was talking, I think, with Finn. And there's a point where they talk about how this case is cool, but it's what inside that matters, and that's obviously the contract. They show Finn taking the contract out of the green case and putting it in the purple case. He asks Damien what he's going to do with the old case, and Free says he should just leave it back there in like their little locker room area, and someone else will deal with it. And so someone, this person thinks that they're thinking Finn is going to somehow switch the contract back into the green case, and then when Priest tries to cash it in, it's going to be the wrong contract, or it's going to be missing altogether. Right. And then Finn's going to come cashing in with the green case, having stolen the contract from Damien. And I'm really intrigued by this, because I think it's interesting as shit, because it's something we've never seen before. No, we've never seen it before. Because I mean, you don't, you don't even really, they barely ever rarely showed the actual contract in the briefcase, too. Yeah, and I, and you know, J.D. McDonough is a little snake anyhow. God, I love him, though. Oh, he's fantastic. But his character's a little snake. Mm-hmm. And he definitely has ulterior motives. He definitely has ulterior motives, and Finn has him there for a reason. He's hanging around for a reason. It's not just them help Dom out and help Dom win matches to try getting Judgment Day. I, if they can figure out how to do that and make it legal, I guess I'm for it. But how are you I mean, gonna make how are you gonna make something like that legal though? I mean, you you do operate within rules, even though it is even though it is, uh, you know, it's it's scripted. You still have to have rules for you have to still have to have rules for uh, of engagement. I mean, if it's a blank contract, saying just you know whoever holds this, as long as there's no like specific name to the contract, it could work. Why wouldn't Damien sign his contract? I mean, that would be the only thing, but... If Damien didn't sign the contract and Finn stole it and signed it, 
Okay, that would <laughs> that be, would be sh- fit, that yeah. would make Finn a really shitty friend one. It would, and it would get a ton of heat on Finn, no doubt, because Damien and Rhea are very are the two most popular members of Judgment Day. Oh, for sure. Dom and, and everybody just boos the shit out of Dom. I think now everybody just boos Dom because it's the cool thing to do. It it's went fun, for it, it's it amuses fun. The shit out of me. It's fun, but it, it went from actually. I think it's went from actual legit heat to where it's just a cool thing to do now, which is still fun. It's still fun. You're still getting a reaction, but it's just a cool thing to do. Is to is to boo Dom now. And I hope you get, I, I hope I get to boo Dom someday. I, I would love to boo Dom. Just, just because he sucks. No, no, Dom. No, 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 I'll. I'll Give credit where credit's due. Dom has grew a thousand percent in the ring. He's and come a really yeah, long way. Yeah, he's grew a thousand percent in the ring. He, he's 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 done really well for himself. And the whole Judgment Day thing was the best thing that could ever happen to him. Agreed. Wow, that would make Finn a really shitty friend, though. I think it would be the way. It's a unique and different way to not only handle the contract. And the briefcase and everything that we've never seen before. But it would also be a different way to have that wedge driven and split the group. Yeah. Other than the typical, well, you got the opportunity that I wanted. I don't like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of shit. Or the, you cost me my match. I hate you now. Even if it was an accident, I don't care. I don't do logical thinking. Right. But that it would just, I think, really drive that wedge to either Finn and JD split on their own and probably take Dom with them or Damien just leaves and the rest of them stay put and add JD. Well, they they definitely put a uh, they definitely want you to see them switching the contract to the briefcase. Right. They don't WWE never does anything by accident. There's always no. a reason for them to do anything. Especially they might not tri- always follow up with that reason, but there's always, always a reason, a reason. initially for Especially doing that. Especially with Triple H. Because right. Triple H loves to put th- little things going on in the background, little Easter eggs, and in uh, just about any backstage segment you see, you got to watch the background too. Because Triple H loves to do little shit in the background. So yep. this could, yeah, this could turn into something. You could, there could, that person could be on to something. Could be on to something there. I just thought it was really interesting in a fun idea that I hope they find a way to make it work. That's going to be the tricky thing. If they to where it that, makes sense. Yeah, they have to make it work to where it makes sense. Damien would not have to have, Damien would have to, he, he have to leave the contract blank. There would be a have to have to be a lot of things to play into it. But basically, Damien's going to have to look like a dipshit to make this happen. If that's the case. Or there's some sort of thing where there's Whoever has the contract cashes it in, but it has to be something. It it has to work within the rules. That's when we've seen briefcases change hand through like winning them in matches. Yeah. So whether they just you know write a new contract or whatever they would do in that situation, we've never. There's got to be there's got to be some loophole that Finn knows about. Yeah, there's, we, we've never to. seen anybody outright steal a briefcase then in turn and cash it in. I know Cody Rhodes tried years ago with Damian Sandow. 
but we've never uh-huh. seen anybody just outright steal a briefcase to be able to cash it in. While letting the other person think they still have their briefcase. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really like it. And I just think it would be really interesting to see Finn, like, successfully cash in on Seth. And then you have feuding Finn and Damien for the title for a while, and then Damien just eventually wins it off of Finn. Because it, it puts another title on Finn, kind of correcting the whole he got injured, didn't get to hold it very long mm-hmm. fiasco. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a long-term holder. It's fine. And then you put it on Damien. Finn puts the rub on Damien because, you know, that'll be a really good match. Yep. And then you let Damien have a nice little long run with it. I think that'd be fun. Imagine WrestleMania rolls around. You know, this whole situation's happened. Damien and Finn open one of the nights, put on a banger of a match, and Damien gets to win at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, you know, we, we could see that. I could see that. I could see it. You'll see it. We'll see. We'll see, see how this plays out. See what they try to do with it. Maybe something happens out of it. Maybe it doesn't. But you know, right now they're the undisputed tag team champions. So I figure as long as they're the tag team champions, won't nothing weird like that happen. Right. So. But now, speaking of WrestleMania, I can't believe I didn't write this down. Mm-hmm. Friday night gave me probably one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. I had goosebumps. Since Edge returned. I had goosebumps. And that was The Rock. Chills. Chills right up my back. Denver fucking exploded. I feel like I could have heard that from my house. And I'm like nine hours away from Denver. I did hear it from my house, and I am totally three days away from Denver. Like, it didn't even click in my brain. Like, I knew The Rock was in Boulder with Pat McAfee doing shit that day. But it didn't even just click in my brain, especially even even after Pat showed up. I was like, oh, cool. Here's McAfee. Yay. Corey hates it. This is funny. Holy shit. He brought the rock with him. It was. And the whole exchange was so good, except I hated. This is why I think WWE needs to be off of Fox is because they censor too much. Yeah. I've seen your tweets about the censoring. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I agree a little bit with that. Um. Uh, but it, I don't feel like it took away from anything that The Rock did. No, it didn't take from away from the, what The Rock did, but I would have liked to have heard that crowd. Yeah, censoring the crowd is kind of silly. Calling Theory an asshole. Censoring the crowd is kind of silly. Yeah, it's kind of silly. That was always one of my biggest worries with them going to Fox and being on, you know, the channels that everybody gets where they have a little more restrictions and it's not mm-hmm. cable. and yeah. You know, because USA, they get away with it. Obviously, they're not going to let you say fuck or anything like that on USA. But they'll let someone call them an asshole or say bitch or, you know, whatever. But there was that whole, like, two or three minutes of where the crowd's chanting, you're an asshole at Austin Theory. And you don't hear any of it. Much deserved, by the way. Oh, it was so Much deserved. That whole segment was fun. The Rock done more for Austin Theory than Austin Theory's ever done for himself. I think it was perfect. It was a great moment. Now, and it's and it's not like when you bring The Rock back, it's not like he's out of shape or anything. Did you see the shape this man is in? Man, you can tell he still works out. He's in his 50s. 
Mm -hmm. He he could wrestle. He looks like he could wrestle a match tomorrow. And he but just rock bottom. He hit or the spine buster was pretty flawless. Yeah. And, and and honestly, he might just be wrestling. We might we might get to see him, depending on how well, long how long this rider strike goes. That's the reason why Cena's back. Cena right. has nothing to do. I could deal without that though. But that that's the reason but, why Cena's back is this rider strike. So we might get to see more of the Rock. Well, because people are Smackdown. bringing back the whole Rock and Roman, yeah, thing. But then you know what the fuck are you doing with Cody Rhodes after all this time? Cody's so still people. Cody people still. think that there's going to be Cody Roman one night, and then you have Rock Roman the next night because you don't need the belt for Rock and Roman. Right, you don't need Rock. They 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 have the uh, they have the head of the table to battle for. You don't need the championship for Rock and Roman. That's been some of my favorite shit that's come out of the Rock. Like your family's been falling apart the seams for three years, and you show up and just to call Austin Theory an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even interact with anybody from the bloodline which made it so funny to me yeah we'll have to see if he sticks around and comes back or if it just was a coincidental chance one-off because they happen to be in boulder for college game day just you know hour and a half or whatever down the road from denver the 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 uh the 20 something in me hopes he gets to hope he hopes he comes back i'd like to see one just more a go couple just a, just a couple more times yeah you know, you know, we not. It's it's unrealistic to get to rock back every week. It's not an edge situation. It's unrealistic, right? No, but we get a couple times over the next you know yeah. few months leading into Mania if that's what they're going to try to do. Yeah, I guess he made a comment about it, and now that's got everybody rolling again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He actually they said uh, at third they said that uh, Rock and Roman was locked up at thirty nine, and then this things happened and it didn't happen. Right. So yeah, we could be looking. We could see it. We could see it in Philadelphia. Man, that'd be huge. It would be huge. That's it. I think that's the biggest pop I've heard since Edge returned. It and that was at a whole last baseball stadium. This was just oh. the Denver, I don't know what they call their arena anymore. They've changed it so many times. Yeah. It, but it's, it's just your typical it arena. Was, it was, this chills right up my back. This, when his music hit, just chills, goosebumps all over the place. This it is, was crazy. This is, this is this is real. You know, Rock is Rock has come back for at least one night. We hadn't seen Rock in a WWE ring in like six or seven years or something like that. Hadn't seen him in a long time. I thought I heard he'd been he was back a few years ago. We hadn't seen him in a long time. We'd seen him at Mania. I think we seen last time we seen him was Mania with Bray Wyatt. That's probably what it was uh -huh. three years ago. Yeah. I saw someone. I saw something about three years ago. I, I think he, he hadn't been on SmackDown in a while. That's why. That's what it was. He hadn't been on SmackDown in a while. But yeah, I mean, you get a free. You get a. Uh, you get a free TV appearance from The Rock, and WWE's after fans had found out The Rock was on SmackDown, their uh, viewership went from two million to three and a half million. Yeah, he returned after three years. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. He was on the debut episode on Fox. Right. That was the last time he was there. Mm -hmm. That's right. That makes sense that they would want him there for that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, that whole moment was insane. We need more moments like that. We do. Honestly. We do. Hopefully we get him. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe we get Batista back now. 
Someone said that that was what they need to have happen next. We get Batista back for a little bit. Yeah. It, it, I just yeah. want to hear his music. Well, I mean, you got to think. That's the best part about these returns is hearing that music hit. Batista. Batista's just as big a star. Well, I don't know. He's not. I shouldn't say just as big a star because Rock has sold, made more money in movies than what Batista has. But Batista does just as much, if not more, in Hollywood than what The Rock does. I love Batista as Drax. He is so good in the Guardians movies. In my opinion, I think he is. But no, I I I could see him maybe coming back and like doing a segment or something. I don't think he comes back to wrestle. Oh no! As no, I think I think he's actually like retired, retired since. Yeah, he's not coming back to wrestle. He's he's wisened up. He's not coming back. To He'll wrestle. come back and kick someone's ass. But yeah, he might come back and he might come back and do a Batista bomb. But that about all he's going to do. Maybe on Austin yeah. Theory. Maybe we get one on Austin Theory. I mean, God, the people that Austin Theory has gotten to work with. Right. It's insane. But I think that was a good spot for him. Because people are like, you know, why wouldn't you use L.A. Knight and whatever? Well, L.A. Knight's your baby face. You want The Rock to attack your heel. Yeah. You don't want The Rock coming out and spine-bustering L.A. Knight. You don't guy. need him. Yeah, you don't, get it, you don't need him to and attack he doesn't your hottest baby, face, hottest, hottest baby face on the show. He doesn't need the rub from the rock either. No. He's fine. He's fine. Theory needed a little something. Yeah. It was definitely um, definitely an awesome moment, though. Uh, you know, you you take those yeah. moments as you can get them because you don't get them every you don't get them every week anymore. Mm-mm. I mean, shit. I want to say that he had a bigger pop than Punk when Punk returned <laughs> to AEW. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Because I still think Edge had a better pop than Punk when Edge returned to Rumble that year, but. That's just also probably my biasness speaking because fuck punk. Yeah. But you know, the, <laughs> off topic here a little bit. Now we're, uh, I know I know we ta- we touched on this a couple weeks ago, but the uh, rumors that Edge is heading to a- AEW is hot and heavy now. I still don't think it happens. Hot and heavy. I just don't think he can do it physically. That that's going to be what stops him. Let's see. We'll just keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it. Keep you posted. But the rumors are heating up. I still just don't buy it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Especially in the wrestling business. What was I just going to say? I was going to say something else. Um, fuck. I had it and then I lost it. Oh, it must not have been that important. But, um, but, 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 but fuck, what was I going to say? It's going to bug me now. Uh, we were talking about Rock, Edge, Theory, yeah, oh well. Let's just get on to our main point, maybe it'll come back to Yeah, let's get on to what we, what, what the good stuff we got going on tonight. So I saw people tearing down a few weeks ago this Canadian Destroyer spot with Orange Cassidy and... Now I can't remember who the other guy was. Um, one of the masked people in AEW. Um, it was uh, from Collision. Zero, uh, Penta? Yeah, maybe it was Penta. Penta. Yeah. To where they hit each other, like, back-to-back three or four times in a uh, row. Yeah, I remember the match is Penta. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. And, you know, the Canadian Destroyer, I think it's a cool-looking move. But not everybody does it. And, you know, kind of for good reason. It's a spike someone on their head move that we don't really like these days because we know shit. 
But every now and then it's okay to bust one out. But I feel like, I mean, not just even with that move in this match in particular, but I feel like certain moves in general are really starting to lose their oomph lately because they're just getting used to be used instead of being used to make an impact or try to be a finisher or a signature. Because there's also something recently with Britt Baker, Britt Baker, that she did like a stomp, yeah, maybe a Canadian destroyer and like one other move back to back really quickly in like a sequence, mm-hmm. and her opponent still kicked out. Uh, yeah, this has been this has been coming on for a few years. Yeah, you know, it started out with the DDT. You know, right. Jake, Jake Roberts used the DDT. He used this finish, one of the most effective finishes in the business because he dropped you straight in your head. Right. Now, everybody uses a DDT. And they'll use a tornado DDT, or they'll use a, you know, we've seen all, all sorts of variations of a DDT. We've seen reverse it. We've seen the reverse DDT Sting uses. Sting still beats people with that, by the way. Uh, we, we've seen all sorts of variations of DDT, DDT. Another move that has that has been uh, what's the la- lack of a better word just just been butchered, almost in, destroyed, almost destroyed is is the clothesline. Nikita Koloff. If anybody remembers, I, I know I know Jericho just popped when I said Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff had the clothesline called a Russian sickle. Where he took your freaking head off. Now, clothesline is a bastardized version of the uh, of of the Russian sickle. So, in order for us to have a clothesline that's actually effective, you have not only one, you have to lay it in. You have to call it a lariat because just everybody does a clothesline now. Right. It's it's like a part of everybody's move set that they do these moves. And even the pedigree has become uh, uh, has become just something. That might be the other move that Britt break. God, I keep wanting to call her Breaker. It's not Brown Breaker. It's Britt Baker. I well, think she did a pedigree type of a move. Well, Seth does a pedigree. Right. And it, it's and everybody's kicking out of the pedigree now. No, it used to be when Triple H hit you with the pedigree is done. It's over with. You use is match is over. But I, I am. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate that wrestlers uses wrestler uses a stunner, the stu- the stunner, the stone cold stunner, bastardized. Everybody uses a damn version of a stunner now. The it, the cutter, the diamond cutter, the RKO. Everybody uses a version of this now, or a lot of yep. people use a version of this now. It's becoming more and more, yeah. Yeah, that's you kind of the newer saying? one that's becoming yeah, a lot more. Yeah, the cutter. Uh, the Canadian destroyer, P. P. Williams. This move should—you should die. It should break your neck. You should never move again. P. D. Williams. P. D. Williams developed this move as a finish, and it was a very effective finish. P. D. Williams was—you know—nobody ever seen it before. P. D. Williams did it. Now, freaking every luchador on the planet uses it as a transition move. Adam Cole uses a version of it called the Panama Sunrise where he jumps off the second rope and does it. Never beats anybody with it. Britt uses it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an overused it's an overused move that should be a finish. 
and that's kind of sad to me because I feel like just a few years ago we were talking about how awesome it was when Bad Bunny did it because you didn't see it a lot. It's because WWE doesn't break them out like that. They don't use them with every match. Right. AEW. There's been a handful since then, but. AEW is a very indie-rific company still yet. And they and and they break these moves out two three times a show, especially if it's like if it's if it's a premium live event, they're gonna you're gonna see maybe three four matches where somebody does a version of a Canadian destroyer. You're gonna see a tornado DDT every match. It's crazy how 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 wrestlers go for this. They, they they work for a pop instead of working for the instead of working for the story. These yeah, I saw matches, people making. Go ahead. Yeah, I say that you know you hit these big moves, and you get a false finish out of it. That's what the people people are popping for these false finishes. When I don't, I do like a good false finish. I, I, but when it's done properly, right? I don't need to see three versions of someone out there somewhere in the world's finisher right. hit on somebody three moves in a row and then they kick out. Right. I don't need to see Canadian Destroyer 1, Canadian Destroyer 2, Canadian Destroyer 3, and then the other guy come back and do a Canadian Destroyer. And, like, I mean, what the fuck? And yeah, it I doesn't people, mean anybody. When it came to the Brit, Brit Baker, I'm going to say her name right one of these times, I swear. People were saying, well, well but they're not her finishers. So what? Someone somewhere uses that as a finisher, and by her doing it in this stuff, I mean, I'm just using her as an example because it happened recently, like what last night? Was this on Collision? Oh, 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 you know, I've got I say a lot of positive things about Chris Statlander. I'm gonna let you finish, and I'm going to I'm gonna get Chris Statlander. I'm gonna be critical of Chris Statlander on something. But go ahead. Oh, that's right, because she was the one in the match. That's right. Right. She was the one taking these. Right. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. What you got to say is gonna lead into what I gotta say. I promise you. Okay. Well, because you know, just because people are saying, well, they're not her finishers, you know, so what? It's diminishing someone else's finisher somewhere, because, you know, she's hitting three finishers, you know, quote unquote, in a row on Chris Statlander, and Chris is either no selling, oh. or kicking out. Chris Statlander, I fucking flipped. Last night, I I raised all kinds of hell. I'm watching the TV. Chris Statlander in the in the in the in the confines of the match was lucky to win that match. Britt beat the hell out of her. She there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of false finishes, things like that. As she's winning the match, you know, Britt had just popped her in the mouth with a kick. But after she won the match, Chris jumps up like she took a bit of damage, grabs her belt, and does the whole thing and go oh, respect with the Britt Baker. Not selling a fucking thing. Sell something after the match, too. Just because the match is over don't mean you stop selling. That's become another issue is with people hitting, you know, these, you know, someone out there somewhere's finisher. And then it's not being sold by the other person. Oh, it's it's selling is dying. It's it, yeah, the art of selling is dying. And Unless you're Roderick Strong, 
<laughs> you need to run around wearing that neck brace for how long? Roddy is Roddy is super fun right now. They, they, I, I will not, I I will not hear anything, hear any negative talk about Roddy Strong right now. He is super fun. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's happening a lot with the uh, with the the new, I'd say, the younger generation of indie wrestlers. Is that that they just don't sell? They don't sell. They don't sell anything. And it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me because, and I and I'm not just going to rag on AEW because I see guys in WWE do this too. No, right. I mean, I just I don't mean to be picking on AEW, but they're right. just the two right. latest um, 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 examples that I've seen lately. Right. Well, Chris Atlander's totally no sold every bit of Brit's offense immediately after the bell rung. She didn't. And that makes me sad because I really like Statlander. Right. I know she was trained better than that. Right. She's got. She knows better. But she, she just jumped up and went straight to the next spot. I mean, the, the selling doesn't end just because the, the just because the bell rings. Doesn't mean you're fine. Oh, after magically that. healed. You know, it doesn't mean you get all your health back. You know what I'm saying? It don't right. mean you're ready for round two. And I see. I see. I see guys in WWE do it too. They they'll have a hell of a match and them. And granted, they sell better in WWE, but they still do this. At least act out of breath at the end of the match right. or something. Act like you've them. Act like you've got your ass kicked at least. But don't just jump up and act like you're okay after the match. I see that happen way too often. Damn, hold your ribs. Damn, damn, hold the Lower ropes. Back. And, yeah, I mean, just damn, An elbow, tell, a shoulder. Tell me something, something that you've been in a, been in a damn fight. Just, just show me you've been in a fight. Don't, don't jump up and down and celebrate like you've, like you didn't take any damage. That shit drives right. me it's crazy. Not a, it's not a video game. Your energy bar doesn't fill back up when the match. That is shit over. drives me crazy. Just, damn, sell. I mean, sell till you get back to the locker room. You don't have to sell for that long, but to sell an ass whipping. Just because you At won least. the match, don't mean you didn't get your ass whipped. I've seen plenty of plenty of wrestlers get their ass whipped and win a match. Get right. a lucky roll up and win a match, but then they jump up like they had no damage done. They roll out of the ring, run out of the ring, and do a damn victory lap around the ring like they didn't have any damage done to them. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, I guess you could make the argument that you know adrenaline is in their souls. Haha, <laughs> no. Um, you know, adrenaline can do crazy things, but not every time. Not every time, no. That, it, it's, you can always it's, make the argument that, you know, oh, my adrenaline kicked in, I didn't feel my pain anymore. But, no, you still gotta. You, you know, you gotta save that. You still gotta that. do something. No, you gotta save that for whenever you come, whenever you're the baby face comeback. That's when you say, that's when you have your adrenaline rush. Right. For the baby face comeback. You don't, you don't win on a small package and then do a fucking victory lap. After, you had, after you've had your ass kicked for 10 minutes. That just don't happen. Right. No, if you've I ever been in a real fight, if you've ever been in a real fight, having your ass kicked for 10, sec- 10 minutes, hell, let alone five minutes, you're not going to jump up and do a victory lap just because you landed one good punch. Trust me. I right. know. Yeah, it's a selling and move prestige it's kind of a dying mm. art it is and it, and, it, and it i knew this was gonna be a topic that got you fired yeah it, it hurts my soul it, it it hurts my soul because I, I i you know i feel like that a lot of pro wrestlers need to slow down 
and just tell a story. No, I'm not asking you to grab an arm bar and hold on an arm bar for 10 minutes. I'm not what I'm asking you to do. But just slow down. Slow down and sell. Slow down Maybe. and sell. Slow down and sell. You guys, if you, if you get hit in the mouth of the punch, I seen Dick Murdoch get hit in the mouth of a punch, and he sold that punch for five minutes. He sold right. it for five minutes, it, it like it killed him. I mean, it's not hard, and it and it no, and it tells a better story if you slow down. If you take, if you slow down just a little bit to sell, I, and I get TV time. You might, you might have had your time cut. You might have went from fifteen minutes down to eight minutes. You might have had your time cut because some greedy bastard went long. I get it. You gotta get your shit in. But sometimes you have to call an audible, and you just have to damn slow down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I no, get I it. I agree. But it's gotta. Some it's you just can't damn run around like the Lucha Brothers. As good as what they are, are the world's worst for this shit. They don't sell anything. Especially Ray Phoenix. He don't sell anything. He sells no offense done to him. None. He's the world's worst. He's the world's number one offender of no selling. And Penta's right there with him. But that, but really, mm-hmm. honestly, that is the Lucha way, though. That's a Lucha style. Right. That's a Lucha thing. But the way it looks on American TV is like is like the dude that he just he just he doesn't feel pain he just he just has bad cardio, right? Yeah, but he yeah he's the number one offender for it. Yeah, you're right. This this topic hurts my soul and it did get me fired up. I knew it would, because I know we because we've had small conversations about you know moves and. How finishers don't really seem to be protected anymore, and I mean, this is taking that to a whole another level. Oh, nothing's protected anymore. There's very few. We need to put some more love into signatures and finishers again. Well, you got to protect. You you have to protect your moveset. And if I'm if I'm a pro wrestler in, in today's landscape, and somebody comes up to me. And says, "I want to kick out. I, I want you to do that, you know." And I suggest maybe I do a tornado DDT. Well, if I do a tornado DDT, that's going to be the finish. Well, I want to kick out of it. no. You ain't kicking out my finish. Figure out something else. We're going to go. We're going to go another route. If you want a false finish, we're going to go another route. That's not, what signatures are for. That's what signatures are for. Exactly. We're going another route. You're not kicking but out. But I still, my th- I think almost. So what they need to do is they need to let some wrestlers win with their signatures from time to time. Because that way, when you get the false finish with the signature, it means more. Yeah, right. It means more. Yeah, I, That's uh, you what know, need the, to go back the to. Blue Thunder Bomb. Sammy, Sammy Zayn does. He never beats anybody with it. I love that move, though. He, it, it's a nice looking move, and you would think it would be a finish. It's but a signature. He, it's a signature. He never beats anybody with it. Maybe he should beat somebody with it. Yeah. And give it, it make that move it make that move mean more. Mm-hmm. Start trying to build finishers and signatures back up again. Yes, but because I would love to see. Well, I just want to see Dolph Ziggler on my TV, but I would love to see him get a win with the Famouser. Yeah, let's see. That's another move that's been. You can't even win with Zigzag. That's another kick. move that has been bastardized. It's the Famouser. Billy Gunn can't even win with the damn Famouser anymore. 
Well, he, he never did. really did, anyways. Well, but I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. But, but I, I'm not. I'm not. But don't get me wrong. I'm not just picking on AEW. Uh, they yes, they are the last thing in my brain that I've seen no sell. But this is a this is a industry wide problem, and it happens in WWE too. Kevin Owens. I'm looking KO's at, you, I'm looking at you, KO. I love you, KO, but how many swanton bombs you're going to hit and you're not beating anybody with it? Okay, you're 260 pounds. You're 60 pounds heavier than Jeff Hardy, and you've not beat a solo swanton. Oh, but he does it so nice. I mean, it's pretty. It is pretty, but he's not beat a soul with it. That's okay. <laughs> the frog splash. 260 pounds. That's another move that's become bastardized. Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero and RVD made that move where it made it, made it lethal. Yep. You had the five-star frog splash from RVD. You had to, you had the frog splash from Eddie, the Eddie Guerrero. Nobody kicked out of that stuff. Nobody. Now it's just another move. Doesn't Montez beat people with it? <clears throat> he's got a version of it. Yeah, but it, yeah, he's got a version of it. He gets a lot more air than what Eddie ever thought about getting on it. The fact <laughs> that that man has never broken his ribs doing that fucking thing. And God damn, he's up in the rafters. Montez is 20 feet in the air, it seems like. I mean, he is. he gets some air underneath it. He's got a different version of where he he gets uh, he gets a lot higher than those other guys got on it, like a lot higher. This is like a springboard frog, mm -hmm. frog splash. Yes. I cannot speak tonight. I'm out of practice. That's why we can't go gaps without doing this because then my tongue ties. <laughs> but uh, what other moves? There's I know there's others. Oh, they're all over. Everyone the place. does super kicks. There, yeah, that's another one. Sweet Chin Music, yeah, you used right. to, yeah. Sweet Chin Music used to be one. Shawn Michaels on one did it. When and HBK now, starts to stomp, and you know it's over. It's over with, right now. Everybody does a damn super kick. No, it's it's just a cheap move now. That's I mean that's that's two thirds of the Young Bucks arsenal is the super kick. Part. Which I mean, which is nothing to wrong be with fair. That, I think a lot of this has come with. There's a lot more moves now than there was back in the day. To where kicking someone in the face was a highly offensive thing to do, to where you could really put someone down. No, yeah, well, yeah. But now we're bigger and stronger, and you know, quote unquote, and just bigger, stronger, faster. I get it, I get it. But a punch in the face is still a punch in the face. Right. I hate punches in the face as finishers, though. The the well, Lacey Evans and Mojo. I hated it. Well, the the. The move that drives me absolute batshit insane that I hate, I hate, I hate more than anything. Fans love it. I hate it. Because it's a total mark on the business. I wish no wrestler would ever do it again. And that's the ten punches in the corner. I hate it. Ask, it depends. Ask me why I hate it. Why do you hate it? You get punched ten times in the face and come out and, and tell me you come out with, you don't come out of there with a bruise. Or a black eye. Or a broken jaw. Ten times. There's some people that go through their lives and not, they don't even get punched ten times in the arm, let alone get punched ten times in the jaw. And you expect me to you expect me to believe they're getting punched ten times 
in the face two, three times a week and nothing happens to them? Come on now. Nothing we're supposed to suspend our, dis- I know, our beliefs I know, here. I know, I know. Suspend reality. I know. But it's a simulated it's simulated combat. No, I know. I get it's, I get what you're saying. It's simulated combat and it's a mark on the business and I know I'm I, it, I sound like Jim Cornette and I say this. I hate the 10 punches in the corner. Hate it. They don't get used that often anymore. But it looks shitty. Every time somebody does it it looks like shit. Some people don't do the fake punching very well. No. Hikaru Shida had somebody, I can't remember who she had up in the corner, and she was just, she was just like missing them completely, like on the back of their, like on the back of their head somewhere. And the camera zoomed right up in there on them. I'm like, God almighty, if you're going to do that, at least damn take another camera angle. Uh, so I think that's more the camera angle. Oh, it looks like I think shit. that's how you're supposed to properly do well, it. It's how somebody. you're supposed to properly do it. You're supposed to kind of glancing blow to the back of their head. It just looked like shit. But you gotta, you gotta have the camera work to hide it. So, it, Which that's something yeah. I think AEW still a bit experienced. Very with. bad with it. Very bad camera angles. Because they'll get guys blading. They get. They, I mean, it's just bad. That their their camera angles are really bad. I don't know who their producer is, but they need to fire him. I mean, I don't know if that's just because things haven't been communicated to the cameramen beforehand, so they know not to get those shots. Well, they've got these cameras in every corner. They've got these little fucking GoPros. And without fail, somebody goes to do the 10-punch spot in the corner, it'll go right to the GoPro. Like it's a good thing to do. Yeah, no, that's a bad thing. I mean, if you're going to use the GoPro, don't use it for a 10-punch in the corner. Use it for a damn... Use it for, like, the Danielson belly-to-back suplex off the top rope. And get that angle of it. That would be yeah. an awesome angle. That would be an awesome thing to see. Be that to be that angle of that of that move. But no, you burn it up on a ten punch sequence. That looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Fire your uh, producer. Hire me. Agreed. Producer shame. Tony Khan. Fire your producer. He sucks. You don't get it. What if Tony Khan's the producer? Fire yourself. He don't understand. He don't get it. I think Tony Khan gets it. I just no, I, I, I know. I think he gets it. I just think he just some people around him that he has employed don't. Right. And I don't think he authority bosses very well because he wants to be no. friends with everybody. Yeah, too. he's trying. He tries to be everybody's buddy. He tries. He tries to run AEW like they run the Jacksonville Jaguars to be everybody's friends, and it just don't work out. That it's not the same. It didn't work out for them today. <clears throat> no, it Anyways. didn't work out for them today. I, I ain't talking about that football was a today. Sloppy ass football game. I ain't talking about football today. Travis Kelsey needs to get me some damn points though on my fantasy team. He's a damn good pretty, thing. Damn good thing. Good today. I mean, he was all right, but you know, he wasn't no T Higgins. T well, Higgins no. went Wait, off. This is his, this was his first game back from being injured. El Travador was a bit spicy today. He well, was fighting everybody. Well, he, yeah, well, he he Even needs to be a bit more over. spicy. <laughs> This is my money league. I need him to be Travis Kelsey. I don't need He'll him to be. That. I don't need Give him, him to be a, week. a jabroni. Give him another week. He'll be fine. I always believe in my boy. Well, but. fortunately, I've had I've had other players carry my teams for through the first two weeks. I'm, I'm you know, it's three hundred. It's it's a five hundred dollar money league. I I, I got to win this. He'll he'll help you. He'll get there. Give him another week. But 
Yeah. I thought there was about to be a damn wrestling match out there in the field. When the game was over, but, um... You know, let's just treat moves better, people. Yes, absolutely. It's the... You know, I, I don't know if we're at a point uh, of no return with it, but we're getting close. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the final nail in the coffin would be, but well, the, the expectation has this is this is the expectation that's been set for uh, through the Indies and now has bled over into like the mainstream wrestling is that spots. Spots is what I mean, mattered. Not spots is what mattered than not storytelling. Right. I mean, imagine if someone were to bust out like a tombstone, and then someone kicks out of it. Uh Well, that, that happens. I, mean, that, I almost that feel happens like that all the time. The... That happens all the time. I mean, who, who who's hitting tombstones these days? Fucking bucks. The young bucks. Do they seriously? Yes. They've got a move called the Melcher Driver. Never beat it. They, oh, they don't beat anybody. Right, I forgot about the Melter driver. I mean, I feel like the Tombstones was one of the last. That the RKO, Stone Cold stunning somebody. No move is protected these days, and that's what this it's just drives me crazy. Like I say I'm not, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the Bucks. I think the Bucks are really good at what they do, but they wrestle a they, they wrestle a lucha style that really doesn't connect with me because that's how that's how luchadors wrestle in in Mexico is that they no sell every fucking thing and it's nothing but spots in Mexico, and that's how the Bucks that's the Bucks style they just wrestle that kind of style. I say too many spots, I get lost in the match because I get taken out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I need a good combo of both. Well, uh, a few good spots, and then just a lot of good grappling and like fighting. Is what I like to see. Well, I'm gonna go back to the uh, Brit and Statlander match. The combo that Brit hit should have ended that match. Agreed. That should have been it. Should ended it. There, it. Statlander shouldn't have kicked out, but Stat kicks out. And then no sells it at the end. Like nothing ever happened. But now is this just be is this part of like her alien character? No. No, okay. The so alien she character is gone. Like super strengths or anything like that. No, the alien oh, character. Oh, that's right. Gone. She did get rid of the yeah, alien. Yeah, she changed she's that. changed her gimmick up. Yeah. I still just really enjoy She wins the match. Though. She wins the match and goes straight into the little sign language thing she does. Like nothing ever happened. And then goes Maybe over. She needs to go back to the alien gimmick oh my God. and use that as why she does that. It would be more believable if it was the alien gimmick and she doesn't get hurt. But Brett kicked her ass. And she no sold every bit of it. It just drives me crazy. I, it just it just it just I just lose my mind at some of the shit I see. Yeah. And I, I I'm not it. after I'm not after now, granted, they taped this on Friday, or taped it on Wednesday, but a, a, a night after, her and Jade kicked each other's ass in Jade's last match in AEW. Potentially, yeah. So, how can you no-sell this? I mean, you've got a... Orange Cassidy 
has done a fantastic job of selling his little injuries. Fantastic job of selling every bit of it. Chris Statlander needs to take a note from what the story that Orange Cassidy is telling and then use that when she's wrestling like back-to-back nights or back-to-back shows. Orange Cassidy, yes, he's selling, but he is he, he's selling every injury he's got, but he's showing heart. He's got a, he's got more heart than anybody in that company right now. The way I see it. I mean, shit. Even Cody Rhodes wore that stupid cast thing for how many months? Right. You got to sell your injuries. You got to sell them. New Japan does a really good job of, of telling the story of somebody being hurt for multiple matches. Multiple matches, especially in the G1, where you just don't heal up magically like a video game. You have injuries going through that, going through that tournament. New Japan does I mean, an excellent the job about of it. That is, story. We know these people have legit injuries and bangs and bruises and stuff that ails them, mm-hmm. but they don't show it on TV. No, they don't show it on TV. All they gotta do is show their real life hurtsies. Right. Show me, show me something that's wrapped up. Show me something that's typed up. Orange Cassidy looks like a mummy. He got, he got, he's bandaged up and rock taped all over the place. He looks like a mummy, and that that's because he's been wrestling every every show for like six months, and he has injuries, and that's what's supposed to happen. And those injuries finally caught up to him when he fought Moxley. That's how yeah. you sell. That's part of selling. You just don't magically heal up between matches. MJF doing a fantastic job selling his neck right now. Maybe overselling his neck. Because he's getting ready to fight Samoa Joe. And what does Samoa Joe like to do? A little thing called a cocaine clutch. Or a muscle buster Mm -hmm. that focuses directly on your neck. Just see, some people can get it right. We just need more. We just need more of it. Just don't let it be the last thing I see on TV. Is somebody no selling, uh, ass kicking? That, dri- that shit drives me crazy. See, some of it was positive. I had good, I had praise for people. Some of it was positive, but all negative. Right. It just, you know, those are Get just off my back, Jericho. Examples. It went all negative. Get off my back. Jericho might get the chance to defend himself. He soon. might. He might. He might get the chance to defend himself. He might agree there's, with me. There's going to be some times coming up where you guys can rediscuss this mm-hmm. when I leave again, but Super Sub Jericho will have to come fill in. Mm-hmm. This is your official warning, Jericho. Yep. That, yeah. No, I th- I'd like to hear you guys have this conversation and similar conversations. Oh, we could about moves and different things. Mm-hmm. Definitely could. I'm I'm intrigued to hear Jericho's thoughts on it. So. Don't talk to me about them playing video games, Jericho. Save them. Save yep. them. Because then I can listen to the pod. Since I don't listen when I'm on. I enjoyed listening to all those episodes from while I was gone. That was fun. But. I got you so fired up we went over. We did. We did. What else we got? Well, let's see. It was either. Was it last week or the week before? Where, because of what somebody else said, something stupid, that you made the joke that Ryback's now the baby face on the internet. Right. 
he very quickly shit all over that. Yeah, he did. And he's my jabroni. I can't remember he what did. he said now because I wrote it down two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But he said something stupid. Oh, it might have been about Bray Wyatt. Didn't he say that Bray Wyatt wouldn't have died if he wasn't a wrestler or something like that? Something stupid like that, yeah. Yeah, he, was that that was that was him that said that? that yeah, was it. it was him that yeah. said that. Yeah, he, he said something stupid like that, and you know, and, and I, I I totally I, I retract everything I said about Ryback being a babyface because he he totally took all that and like you said, he shit all over it. And it's like twenty four hours later. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, yeah it didn't take him no time to damn prove me wrong. <laughs> it didn't take him no time oh, to prove me wrong. Yeah, no, he's he's always gonna be the internet heel of Twitter wrestling. Yes, because he just says stupid shit. Oh, I I remembered what I was gonna say now. What's that? Like thirty minutes ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just clicked in my brain. We were talking about Cargill potentially coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Edge. People are still thinking he'll go to AEW. Yeah, I have been seeing a lot of shit lately and i really hope it's not true that punk might show up at survivor series because it's in chicago yes no that is that that is a uh even punk kind of kind of alluded to it during his uh he was uh, on uh doing a usc uh not a usc broadcast but doing an mma broadcast where he he's actually like a color commentator yeah i saw that he did that yeah and he said well i have a couple months so he's got a so Triple H tri- toxic ass away. Hey, WWE's all about making money. And if they feel like Punk can draw, if, st- no. if they feel like Punk can still draw, they will bring him in. He is shit on too many beds. Well, I agree. That I think there's enough people that dislike him now that he's not the draw he used to be. Well, I I I, I agree. I I agree with you. I think he's burned down too many bridges. But you never say never in the wrestling business, and we'll just have to see in November, which is just a couple months I'm away. I'm saying never. I'm just a couple never. months away now. Fuck that man. Keep him away. See, now I'm fired up. Ugh. I just I don't want to see him return. He will. Just it'll. I just I see it being a disaster because I think he's still going to be too bitter about how things ended, and then that he's just going to not give anything a chance. He will sabotage everything like he did with AEW. I mean, if they had kept that man around, I could see him almost single-handedly have just destroyed that company. I fully believe that could have happened. I mean, it could with the way as toxic as he was. It could have happened. Well, you know, we'll see. You never say never in the wrestling industry. So. I want to say never, but that's just me. But yeah, that was it. That was it. It clicked. I knew it would come back to me. That's what I was getting ready to say. Because we're talking about people jumping ship and moving around, and I knew somebody jumped up that I wanted to talk about, and it was Punk, and the rumors about Survivor Series. Yeah, I'd heard the rumors, and I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. It would be a it would it would be a Triple H thing to do. I would not be surprised. Don't do it, Triple H. I have too much respect for you. Anywho, I think that was everything. I think we touched on everything. Well, that was that was a we had a good one. We we got back in the groove of things. 
with this one. I have a lot of notes to erase now. To make room for this week. So anything else you got before we get out of here? Nope, we covered it. We talked about my money in the bank theory, Canadian destroyer spots, and moves dying. We're good. Okay. Well, just before we get out of here, I want to let everybody know that I know that I have not been streaming. Basically, I've streamed nothing within like last month. Nothing. That's because we're going. To, we're undergoing a a, a big change. As far as the channel goes, as far as like the content the channel will create, um, under uh, undergoing a big change. So, under construction. Under construction, uh, we will uh, we'll be back soon. But as far as like Shame Wrangler, you've seen the last of it, but you haven't seen the last of me. I will be back soon. You'll uh, just keep this. Keep hanging out in the Discord. Some people already know. Some people already know are, are privy to what's going on. Some people are not. Everyone would be privy though. Everyone will be in the know within, I'd say, the next week. Let me get uh, let me get this wedding out of the way. And oh, that's right. That's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I've got three weddings. Coming up. I've got right. one. I got one niece on Saturday. I've got my daughter in November and. I've got the other niece in December, so I've got uh, I've got three of them for the next three months. A lot of excitement. Mm -hmm. but anyway, we're out of here. Hope y'all have a great week, and we'll see you the next time. Enjoy the wrestles. Absolutely, enjoy the grass. We'll see y'all later. Bye.